Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. It's time to salute your sports on KCOU 88.1 FM at KCOU.FM. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another fantastic edition of Salute Your Sports. As always, I am Matthew Terry, flanked by producer James Stanley and co-host Chris Mitchell, ready for another fun hour of radio content on this Wednesday afternoon. Got a lot of Missouri football to talk about, like we have a lot this fall, after another disappointing performance from the Tigers, expectedly on the road at... Alabama delayed Alabama Crimson Tide before they take on the Memphis Tigers this week for homecoming. But first things first, like I mentioned, I'm Matthew Terry on another fantastic Wednesday afternoon. Boys, how are you doing today? Uh, uh I could be better. All right, not great. Great mood in the studio. Like my laptop's in the shop. I can't find my keys. <laughs> I'm writing a paper on my phone right now. <laughs> It's fine. Hey, uh, you know how midterm week was last week? Yes, James. Well, three of my classes decided, well, we're going to make your midterms easier by pushing them off a week so we don't overlap with each other. Ouch. And all my classes overlap with each other because they all decided to push the midterms back to this week. That's so brilliant. Woof. I have three tomorrow. <laughs> That's not fun. <laughs> On the same day. What are you doing here? I don't know. It, it, this is like finals week in the middle of the semester. This is yeah, worse seriously. than finals week. This is not good for you. No, it's horrible. It's like Mizzou's offense. Don't even get me started. Ouch. Harsh, we'll save it for the end of the show. harsh words from producer James Stanley. DJ Redbeard over here. Flame Stanley out here Not- cooking the Mizzou offense. Oh, yeah. So, so we'll just get right into it. No better way to no better way to do it than to just rip the band-aid off. Mizzou losing by, was it 29 points? 29 Alabama. points. To the Alabama Crimson Tide. They almost covered. They were so close. I know. So close to covering by... Uh, There's a lot of unhappy people who bet on that game. Oh, yeah. 28 and a half. And a 39 to 10 a score. No, and if Drew Locke is not sacked in the end zone, then yeah, that, Mizzou that covers. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Or if they if, kick that field if goal, a lot of things they stop going happen. for it on fourth down. I want at like the end of the game. Well, they should have gone for it on fourth. You don't kick the field goal there. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, you're right, but you know, really, it's just this game continued a trend that we've seen over the last three weeks from Drew Locke, and that he again struggles against defenses that are actually worth something. Can't be that good. Drew Locke going 13 for 26 on Saturday. Oh, it was that bad? 124, oh. or, sorry, 142 yards. He threw a touchdown. Yeah, to Jalen uh, Knox. And he had two interceptions. the first quarter. You He's mentioned like- Jalen Knox, three receptions, 61 catches, and a touchdown. A good performance from the freshman in a sea of just not God, good performances like- from most Tiger players. I am really impressed with Jalen Knox. Yeah, I am four-star I like recruit. Too. I think he's going to be the the next Emmanuel Hall, the next Jamon Moore. Yeah, and on that, that and on that touchdown, one what impressed me the most about that play was one the offensive line for keeping Drew Ooh, Lock yeah. upright because Lock had a good oh, seven seconds. He, he, no, he had all so day. much time. He had all day, and good on Jalen Knox for finding an open pocket of space in the corner of the end zone. Good on Lock for making that thirty-yard throw to hit him perfectly and and making a good catch. It really looked. Like, for a minute, something good was going to happen. And they were only down three, and it looked like they were going to be competitive. And then it just went downhill from there horribly. And he put up Dak Prescott numbers. Yeah. 
Failed That's to, true. Failed to even mention how the game started off on the wrong foot for the Tigers when Tua uh, Tungvaluola threw a touchdown on what? The first play for Alabama? It was second, it was second play. The second, second play. play for Alabama. First pass play, though. His first pass was a touchdown. Mizzou 85 did. Yards. Yeah, 85 yards uh, to Devontae Smith. Mm, that sounds right. It could be wrong. Oh, no, no. It was, it was Judy, uh, Jared Judy. That's who it was. Okay, yeah. yeah it was Jer- Judy. Yeah, Judy had the 81-yard pass to He is uh, a slot receiver. Yeah. He's, he is what Jonathan Johnson should be. It's, it's tough to compare poor Jonathan Johnson, poor three-star recruit out of Memphis, Tennessee. To, you know, someone yeah, I'm not saying Bama. it's what he should yeah. be. That's what I'm saying. Tungvaluola did only play the first half of this game. He was injured. He still threw, uh, threw 12 for 22 with 265 yards. Three touchdowns, no picks for another fantastic day. Then Jalen Hurts came in. That's right. Uh, Alabama's second national championship winning That's quarterback right. they Mizzou have on their bench. F- Mizzou fans got a break. <laughs> he went seven for eight, 115, no touchdowns. So in total, the two Bama quarterbacks combined 19 for 30, 380 yards, and three touchdowns. And Nick Saban from still wasn't happy. Not good from the secondary. Less it's than Alabama, ideal. Though. It's Alabama, though. That is true. That that's the fewest points allowed against Alabama this season. Go Tigers, M I Z. Go Tigers, Z O U. Got to make sure those Jayhawks don't get them wings. Z O U. Got to make sure we eat them at at a wing establishment. Good job, James. Are you proud of yourself? At some wing establishment. Yeah. I don't make think sure that's not can... a call to action. Yeah. Yeah. We're not well, sponsored that was by. Close. That was we're not this. sponsored by any wing dispensary here. That'd be nice. Wing dispensary. Wing dispensary. Wing <laughs> dispensary. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. We are sponsored by a bagel defense dispensary, though. We are. B&B Bagel. Hey. B&B Bagel. Are we just getting into the cheap plugs early? Might as well. All right, cheap plug that we... Uh, talking we, about football. We do have a, a profit share coming up with B&B Bagel in uh, just less than a month on November 12th. I can't right. legally tell you to go there. But it's happening. But it's happening. And that's pretty much all I can say about that. Uh, November, uh, Monday, November 12th, we got a B&B bagel sh- uh, share. And, of course, you're probably going to be hearing that all over KCU Airwaves, just to make sure that you don't forget about it. It'll be coming up in less than a month. It'll be far from the last time. Oh, you're going to be tripping over bagel promos. Oh, yeah. Listeners at home, let me tell you. They're probably recording promos for it right now. So, I mean, going into this game against Alabama, we knew that it wasn't going to end well for the Tigers. Oh, yeah, 100%. And the fact they only lost by 29 is fine. And into the Valley of Death rode the 500. Ah, yes. It's, yeah, it's not, it's not, yeah. You However, know. there is still a sense of disappointment with the Missouri Tigers team. And here's something that I wanted to touch on during this show. And something that we touched on last week. When you, James, asked me if Mizzou lost to Memphis, should Barry Odom be fired? And oh, I have, have been have a dialogue. I'm ready. And I have been wavering back and forth on this issue. I'm still of the belief that if Odom can't win with the team he has now, with the quarterback he has now, with all the skill position talents, and they still can't move the ball, then he probably won't be able to win at all for the Tigers. Well, let me tell you something. I don't think this is a Barry Odom issue. I, I do know you have a qualm with someone on this uh, on this coaching staff. Do you want to get into it now? I'll, I'll get into it now. And All right, let's do it. Of the week, and that's Derek Dooley. Go for it. That that his play calling to me makes no sense. Missouri used to run a lot of a lot of no huddle and hurry up, and I mean especially right. with with Chase Daniel, and that was now you know two or three offensive coordinators ago. But even with Josh Heupel, they ran some hurry up because if you exploit a team's weakness and you figure out something you know that you're doing right that they're not picking up, you run that play again. 
That's just common sense. And Derek Dooley somehow frequently. Yeah, well, Derek Dooley just somehow will pull out. You know, Mizzou got, for instance, they got a they got a long pass up the field. To, they had one to Albert Okawebenom, then another one to Jalen Knox. I'm not talking about the touchdown. And then they ran the ball for two plays consecutively consecutively after that. There is no rhyme or reason why you're not throwing the ball again deep down the field, and that's something that Missouri did last year with Josh Heupel, and that's why they had three of the top five receivers in 50-yard-plus in pass receptions between Emmanuel Hall, Jamon Moore, and Albert Okwebenov. Nowhere in sight this year. Drew Locke does not air the ball down the field. It's a very conservative offense. Why don't you go for it? you got nothing to lose. You're already 3-3. Three and three. You're on the doorstep of being 3-4. and four. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about, James, and just talk to both of you in general and have my own thoughts about this. Is it at this point in the season, most Mizzou fans felt they should they would be three and three with these past three games with the three games to start yeah. the season. Three yeah. three is expected, so why does it feel so disappointing? Because they because they should have beat South Carolina and they could have beat Georgia. So you're saying it's not because of the results, but because of they aren't maximizing their potential. Exactly. Okay. That's that's exactly the point. And that's not, I don't think that's a Barry Odom problem. You don't? Mm. No, I I think that it, I think it's an offensive play calling problem. And I I do agree with that because Drew Locke's best asset has always and will be for the rest of the year his ability to make deep throws downfield. And they don't if they you if, throw if, a long ball good. They're not going to happen if you don't try it. No, it's not. And they don't try it. And maybe it's the fact that they maybe Dueling Company doesn't exactly trust Knox or anyone that's not named Emmanuel Hall yet because Hall hasn't been healthy and. About four but, weeks. But what, what are you going to lose by trying it? That's what I don't understand. You're already losing know. anyways. You might as well try something different. So I mean, here's what I have to say. That's how they got into a shootout does... with Georgia in the first half, right? Last year? Yeah. yeah that's like gunning it and seeing what happens. Got I mean, the shootout with Kentucky but, last year. Yeah. They lost both of those games, but at least they aired it out and did the offense. Well, well. They, and they made it close. Yeah. They made it close. They, they took risks down the field, and sometimes it paid off. Sometimes it didn't. And that's the thing about Drew Locke. If he really is, which he's not now because three losses, no Heisman – candidates ever won the Heisman with three losses but that's what would have made him a Heisman candidate it would not matter that Emmanuel Hall is out you know and and a border can you know, we can say he's a borderline NFL quality draft draft pick but potentially Emmanuel Hall Emmanuel Hall Emmanuel Hall is a draft pick yes oh well I mean but he's not necessarily gonna be like you know like a star in the NFL but he'll he'll get drafted no he'll he'll be your Kenny Stills type of NFL player yes yeah, so he'll, he'll be your run-of-the-mill run run NFL player I was, being yeah, little, I, threat. I, was, I was being a little I was being a little conservative on no, I think at least going into the season, a lot of people had high hopes for Emmanuel Hall's draft stock because he can make those deep those deep plays, and that's always valuable in the NFL. In the NFL. Oh, yeah, for sure, especially in like today's NFL. Rashad, Par- all these new Rashad Perriman still keeps getting tryouts. Emmanuel Hall is going to go somewhere because he can run fast. And <laughs> but I don't think this Ravens is, this is so much as Drew Locke. I think that they they have barriers on what Drew Locke, what they're allowing him to yeah, do. Yeah, because we're not – I we are, I they're agree. They're not throwing the ball down We're the not field. seeing many of those same deep balls up the sidelines. And no. maybe we will in these next few weeks when the quality of defense goes down a little bit because Florida doesn't ex- – I mean, aside from Florida, the defenses aren't the best. Kentucky has a good defense, but their strength is mainly through the running game. That's why they're so good with Benny Snell. Benny Snell's so, so good. So I have recanted my point that I've been thinking of for the past few days, and I still don't think Odom should be fired if they lose to Memphis. I I'm have to I'm have to jump on that. I'm have to recant my my point as well because I don't think this is this is not a Barry Odom problem. It's a Dooley problem. It's a Dooley problem. Man, if only we, someone could have seen this coming at the start only, of the season. Well, because because I thought it was a it was a motivation, you know, like because that motivation goes on the head coach. Yeah. 
I thought that was the problem, but the but and I thought it was a motivational problem with the defense. The defense is not the problem. No, thirty nine. And on top of that, if if Mizzou plays well on the offensive side of the ball, it's not a twenty nine point game. Mizzou will it's score a, on some of those it's possessions. It's a fourteen. It's a That's ten a point. Game. It's a it's a it's a it's a two score game, maybe three scores. That's yeah. the thing about. And all uh, these times where Lock or where Lock turned the ball over because he's making throws he's not used to making, or he's. Another thing that has concerned me the most with Drew Locke that's a problem with Drew and not with anyone else, at least not from what I can see, is he has not played well under pressure this year. He was not pressured much last year. The offensive line was one of the best in the SEC, if it's not still, even It's the still country. one of the best. It's still good, but they're still letting pass rushers get to Locke. And when Locke is forced to try to think quick and make throws or make plays out of nothing, he's rarely been able to do that. He's prone to throwing dumb interceptions like we saw against South Carolina or like what we saw this week against Alabama. There's one play in particular that's standing out to me right now. So Mizzou's got the ball down inside their own five-yard line. Drew Locke has a man deep down the right sideline. He rears back to throws, sees an Alabama defender coming at him, and he tucks the ball back, and he gets sacked in the end zone, and it's a safety. That's not a play, that's not a play an NFL quarterback makes. That's not a play a good college quarterback makes. Yes, Chris, you had something to say? Yeah, I think there could be, like, this is, like, part of the equation as to what is going on with Drew Locke and pressure. I think that's because I believe they talked about it during a media press conference. Was it yesterday or the day before that? When were, like, the press conferences for football? Usually on Mondays. Monday. Okay, so this is probably on Monday. It was when they were talking about how Drew Locke was talking about how, uh, like, the blocking schemes have changed for, like, the O-line. Like, last, I believe last year, they, along with, like, the offensive linemen, they also have, like, a tight end back there blocking also have like a back over there blocking they don't have that this year i don't think yeah because they did lose ishwater who was the best pass blocking running back on that team right last year. but they have been bringing in uh albert owen also and also kendall blanton on, on the wings they've been bringing them to block right yeah. quite a bit but i think I mean, like albert is not the best blocker yeah. like the point the point i'm trying to make here is like the blocking schemes have not been the same and i think that's that kind also of, lies with the offensive coordinator but if also, you but yeah. if you still look at this team on paper Going into that game, they were the they were the tied for first in the SEC with the best offensive line with Alabama. Are you talking about just sacks? Because Drew has been getting has been throwing the ball. Well, into okay, if you're if, if you're looking at if you're looking at if you look at all the stats except for quarterback hurries. Okay, yeah. okay. Quarterback hurries is what you what we should be looking at for that. Well, but that's the other thing is that, and it also seems like things are more disastrous when he does when pressure does. Hit lock. You know who you know who he reminds me of? Who? Blaine Gabbard in the NFL. <sighs> Not good. Someone who ju- he just looks he looks like a deer in the headlights in the pocket. Well, it's true, but when there's pressure it. coming down, he d- he doesn't he does not. And that's the other thing I, I mentioned this on the broadcast on Saturday, and that's uh, he needs to figure out. But this is the problem: he only has six games left to develop. Yeah, he needs to figure out when to hold onto the ball and when to throw it. Or you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. you, I'm I'm referencing that play you're talking about when when he got sacked and well also he he fumbled the ball away too on one of them. Yep. When uh, he tried to do the same thing when he tried to throw it, and he held onto the ball too long and then it popped out. Should have just gone down with the football instead of trying to attempt to get rid of it. Yeah. Man. And those oh. are and it's disappointing to see out of a out of a four year starter at this point. This is Drew Locke's fourth year. Yep. He started eight games, I believe, his freshman year. Do you think he has that, thirty games under his belt? Like he, by this point, these are things you need to be able to get down. Do you think that he has digressed from last season? I agree. I, I, I in the stats it shows pretty much yes, but I think there's 
we're seeing pretty much the same Drew Locke. He's just not get. He's just not as fortunate as he was with the teams. Well, they and, they're, last and year. they're not doing the, the long passes. That's yeah. another big difference. Yeah, yeah Drew, Locke is still able to make those team. long passes. Well, because just he, the play calling and everything else around him has digressed a little bit with the loss of Josh Heupel. Because eighty percent of those of those long completions, by the way, fifty plus yards, yeah. were, were touchdowns. Because if you throw the ball that long, like it's inevitable, you're mm-hmm. going to score. I mean, he threw forty four touchdowns last year for a reason, and I believe eleven of those were. We're, we're beyond uh, 50 yards. That's a stupid number. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was, ne- it was nearly, like, I, it was nearly, I it think it was one right. out of three nearly. Yeah. I don't think it was one out of four. I think it was one out of three. That's a dumb but, number. Yeah, that's what right. the, that's what the offense seemed like in the second half of last year's team is that every other drive was a long touchdown. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. If Mizzou can turn around in this second half of this year, like they did last year. Yeah. Mizzou's going to get an awfully good bowl nine and three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a big if. if you, the Tigers, you have to win Saturday. If the Tigers win out. They will go nine and three. Everything bad that has been spoken about Mariota will not be spoken anymore. They will have beaten a tough Florida team on the road. They will have beaten a tough Kentucky team at home. The problem is Odom hasn't shown he can get these teams to win those two games. I don't think once again. I don't think this is an Odom issue. He's still the head coach. Yeah, that, that's true. But Heupel's making the uh, offensive calls. Yeah, Dooley. Pardon me, Dooley. Man, okay. I am tired. The UCF head coach. We Too much studying. Ho- uh, coach of the defending national champion UCF. <laughs> Josh That's Heifel. right. The people's champs. Oh, Garrett and I had a fun debate about that on the way down. I I, met, I, I did drop that line on Slugger Sports because Garrett gets very angry when people talk about Oh, that. yeah. No, he was he was, a, he was ecstatic. And, <laughs> yeah. and the person we were talking with, I, I kind of traded some. I mean, I've always wanted to do this, but never had the opportunity because yeah. Mizzou never plays Alabama in football. Uh-huh. And that's, you know, that Bear Bryant's stats are kind of inflated. Yeah. Because it used to be that you declare your national championship <laughs> and then you play someone to defend it. Mm-hmm. Well, the difference with UCF is that they declare the national championship after the season was over. Mm-hmm. They Because the old tradition was that you declare your national championship, you go 10-0, and you only play 10 games back then. Maybe sometimes you only played nine. But regardless, nine or 10 games, you win them all out, you're undefeated, you play your bowl game. But before you play your bowl game, you declare we're national champions. That's where you have, you know, defended title, undefended title. Yeah. And Alabama would, you know, would play these dumpy teams in in the in the Rose Bowl, and this is way back in the day. And actually, this might not, not even be under Bear Bryant at that point. But all these, you know, all those seventeen national championships, maybe about six of them, are kind of a little bit iffy on whether or not they should actually be the national champion because they didn't play a big opponent in the yeah, national see, championship like game. And and that's why things like the BCS and why the college football playoff were introduced or the AP poll. Oh, man. Do that. So the things like that. Didn't happen, but UCF dec- they they were named number one in one poll, and I can't remember what it was, but because of that, they can the only they, they can technically declare themselves national champions. <laughs> the Florida poll, something, yeah. Only poll we acknowledge. Exactly. I'm gonna look Some at that poll that, that I've one. never heard of before in my life. One oh, it wasn't where- even the AP. No. Oh no. A poll where Pitt is always ranked. No matter how good or bad they are, they're hey, always if Pitt's ranked. always ranked. That means UNC can get can get some so ranked that's, victories. So that's See, they're they're you got a stake in this. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh my good. Well, KU must be in the top 25 then too in that poll. Well, they're also. No, I'm just pit. I mean, also UCF is officially listed among national championships champions in the record books. That's right. Well, you, well, you know it the, is. A, they are officially co-national champions. You know, <laughs> in the NCAA record book. It'll be really funny. Not just some BS poll. It'll be really funny if Georgia ended up winning. Oh, it's the um, uh, the Coley Matrix poll, which is a computer ranking system. Uh, which is recognized by the NCAA. And uh, and uh, DJ Megaseg's a voter in it, right? Oh, of course. Sorry. <laughs> you know, be so really UCF fu- is technically last year's national You know, it would be really funny if 
if uh, Georgia ended up winning that game and they would have to share their national title with UCF as opposed oh, Georgia to Georgia finally gets their national championship yeah, for the first time in a while. Share it with UCF. That would have been fantastic. <laughs> that would have been so good. Co right. titles. Oh well. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about DJ Redbeard's trip down to Tuscaloosa. But got a few words coming up right before we go to break about a KCOU birthday bash. That's right, KCOU celebrating our 45th birthday this year. We're celebrating with great pizza and even greater music. On Halloween from 6 to 9 p.m., go buy a slice of pizza tree and support KCOU. And then on November 3rd at Rose Music Hall, we're hosting some of Columbia's best artists, including It's Me, Ross, The Sweaters, Sissy Paycheck, Jay Wood, and our very own cousin, Trent's. Come out to celebrate our big 4-5 on November 3rd. Doors at 6, show at 7. Sponsored by the Blue Note Pizza Tree and 1 to 1 Print Shop. You're listening to Salute Your Sports here on KCOU, folks. We'll be right back. Well, my name's John Lee Pettimore. The shocking statistics are that one in five people in Boone County lives in poverty. Even worse, approximately 250 Columbia children are homeless. The Heart of Missouri United Way fights for solutions to improve lives by supporting 33 local organizations that strengthen the health, education, basic needs, and financial stability of our community. Join the fight today and live united by making your gift at uwheartmo.org donate. Put Me In Coach is back for the fall semester. Catch Adam Cole, Bennett Durando, and myself, Jimmy Frouse, for the latest insight on sports that people care about. And curling. Tune in every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM. And don't forget about our title segment, where we'll look at the worst in sports from the past week. It's a groovy time. Looking for a fun night out in Columbia? Check out a concert at Cafe Berlin. Looking for that great brunch after a fun night? Cafe Berlin has you covered for that too. Check out their stacked concert schedule and brunch menu at CafeBerlinComo.com or check them out at 220 North 10th Street. Also, follow them on Twitter and Facebook at Cafe Berlin and on Instagram at Cafe Berlin Como. On Saturday, October 20th, Mizzou football returns home for their homecoming game against the Memphis Tigers. Barry Odom's guy looked to get back on track against his former team in one of the biggest games of the year. Tiger pregame live presented by El Rancho begins at 2 p.m. and kickoffs at 3 here on KCU 88.1 FM, the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Salute your sports here on KCOU.FM. 
I am Matthew Terry, James Stanley, Chris Mitchell alongside me. And it was not a Dixieland delight when the Tigers traveled to Tuscaloosa this past No, but weekend. they brought it back for the first time in four years. They did. Roll ham. <laughs> Roll ham. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. Speaking of which, this one go, for it. go for it. My daughter, park in a holler, needs a mountain moonlight. Hold her up tight. Make a little loving. A little turn it up in on a Mason Dixon night. Beat Auburn. This my life. And LSU. Oh, so right. And Tennessee, too. Oh, yeah, that's what the stadium tried to do, right? Roll Tide. Roll Ham. Anyways, that's, that's, cool. that's what I was going with. I, I, I did love the videos that I saw from the various Mizzou press people that took videos of that. And it really, really, really sounded like they pumped in beat Auburn. And, and yeah, they, they did. did. And, and here's a story I'm going to tell you. So the guy we were staying so, so with. That, so that fans wouldn't say something a little bit more obscene that I'm not allowed to repeat on there. Yeah. Right. So what happened is that the guy we were staying with, he was in a frat. By the way, we got we got a tour of an Alabama fraternity when we got into town. Wow. Mm-hmm. We, we make this clear. We did not go to a frat party. We He led us into his apartment. We had to drive him back. And he's like, hey, just come and take a, take a look inside. Mm. The fraternity's down there. You know the biggest ones are on College Avenue? Yeah. They're all that size down there, and they have like 15 of them on, on one row. Wow. It is insane. Yeah. That's pretty nice. Greek life is a big oh, SEC oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Big Mizzou Greek, I mean, even looking at like South Carolina's, they, mm-hmm. have, they have like a private Greek town. Oh, wow. Like they have like a gated community for their stuff. Is that, too, is that too much? I, That's a little I bit don't much. know. Is that too much? That's a little bit much. But the story we got from him is that they, they brought in all of the fraternity leaders of uh, okay. all fraternities, and they met with like the, one of the assistant athletic directors, and uh, he said, "All right, now I don't want you guys to swear, you know, say the the vulgarity against Auburn and yeah. Dixieland of life. We bring it back. This is the stipulation." He's like, "I want you guys all to yell, beat Auburn one, two, three. He recorded on his phone. Mm-hmm. They took that to the press box and they pumped that out over the stadium, and it blared. So they actually did. Yeah, so they actually they did pump actually out beat, pumped beat out Auburn. Beat but Auburn. that's I didn't mean to steal your thunder, Chris. That was just the backstory of it. It's fine. I was gonna make like a comparison between that and like uh, the student section whenever LSU plays neck. Yep. I don't know what that is. Uh, we'll uh, talk about it later. Yeah, we'll talk about it off the air. <laughs> off the air. <laughs> but, uh, no, because last time, I believe last time they did it, they got fined, and Odell Beckham Jr. paid for the fine. Yeah. They also... Uh, no, they, and they just did it against Georgia, too. Good. Oh, man. That makes sense. Well, I don't want to play Mike like if I beat uh, number two Georgia. Yeah. You really, you know, like, it's just funny to me that hey, it took... Yo. How long did they play it in 2014? What do you mean? Like, because they played it for, like, three or four games, then they banned it. I How long did it take know. the press box to figure out, hey, like we should not be playing this anymore? Hold on. <laughs> Long time. <laughs> look, Probably when the look, SEC was like, we're going to find Every you. school has things like this. Yeah. Like it, where students will change lyrics of traditional songs to include vulgarity towards their biggest rivals. M-I-Z. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Something K-U. Exactly. UVA did it. I know when I used to live in Virginia. And they, they changed things to uh, – I think they actually changed it to saying derogatory things about Virginia Tech. Um, and lots of other schools around the country have things like that. So this isn't an Alabama-specific thing. No, but I think it just goes along with the fact that Nick Saban was complaining about the students not showing up for the first That's exactly games. it. But so they brought it back to try and bring in more Give tenants. him some credit. Give the fans some credit. They played Louisiana University, which yeah. I don't even – And fans showed up Monroe. for that, even though the – 
conclusion was already like you well, could see it in the cards from a mile away. Oh yeah, and it's not just that; it was it was in the nineties, in the low nineties, and it was really humid. <laughs> no one's gonna come out to watch a football no, game. No, nobody. It was at noon or eleven a.m. I mean, if your team's like the best, fans will come out for the Mizzou about, games about, about against about, FCS teams. Well, it's also homecoming too. No, against FCS teams. Oh. Like when they played whoever they played in the first week of the season that I forgot. Oh, Tennessee no. Martin. UC Martin. Oh, 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 Mizzou. I thought you were talking about Alabama State. Alabama played Louisville. No, there. Mizzou. Yeah. It's it's not an Alabama specific team thing. It's oh no, everywhere. no, no. But and I don't blame the students at all. They're college students. They have better things to do. It's Nick yeah. Saban. I mean, Saban. no, they don't. But in their minds, they have better things to do. <laughs> Nick Saban's team is so good. He has nothing to complain about on the team. So he's going to complain about the fans. That's right. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> when there's no land left to conquer, he wept. He was still on his on his elephant. After the game, they were showing his press his presser on the on the video boards. He was still he was mad about the game. Yeah, he was upset. <laughs> Nick Saban needs to turn the difficulty Davis punching Kobe Whiteside. Oh my! At least they got that cleared up. Yeah, yeah. Garrett and I missed that completely. We didn't know that it happened. Me neither. And then he my came mom out and played a couple more it. plays. I don't. Know. I and I'll be honest. I didn't really watch most of the second half of this Mizzou game because duh. But yeah. <laughs> um. And and also my beloved, absolutely beloved North Carolina Tar Heels were also playing, Sorry. and I do have priorities, <laughs> and uh, and I'm Real not watching hard. Mizzou lose by 20 when North Carolina is actually in a competitive game. Oh yeah, no, I I feel that. Even if both of my teams ended up losing in slightly more depressing fashion than the last. That was a crazy weekend. It was. It was a good. It was a fun weekend of college football for real. Oh yeah. I thought Missouri. Well, Missouri was in it for the first quarter. They were. It was 10 to 13 Alabama at the end of the first quarter. Man. So let's. And they never let's, scored again. Let's stop talking about this game in particular because we pretty much exhausted everything we had to say. Mizzou was expected to lose. They lost. It still doesn't. It's still terrible, but well, we're going to get past it because. I, I got one. Well, actually, no. I'm going to say this for my statement of the week. You are? Yeah, okay. I got okay. my statement of the week. Yes. Awesome. So the Tigers do play again, and they play this weekend. Against the Tigers. I, they do, James. Thank you. Against the Memphis Tigers. That's right. Memphis, who has been a very interesting team this year, to say the least. They have I been mean, hot, yeah. and they have been cold. I mean, they almost beat UCF, and then Last they week, lose to Tulane. Not not only lose to Tulane. They, get, they got they shellacked got, by, they two, got bodied by, by Tulane. Tulane. Like, the green wave Whoa, drowned them <laughs> when they played a couple weeks ago. Guess it's better to be drowned by a crimson tide than a green wave. Yeah. Memphis losing. Here's what Memphis has done so. the past their past three games. A 40-24 to 24 loss to Tulane. <laughs> it was Yikers. They gave Jeez. up 40 points to, to the green wave of Tulane. They beat Connecticut 55-14, to 14, which you should because Connecticut's awful, as Mizzou fans good. know from last year. It can't be that good. And last week, we're about 15 seconds away from beating UCF. Top 10 UCF, 31-30. to 30, When Memphis's UCF. awful clock management lost them that game. When a wide receiver got tackled inbounds with no timeouts left for oh. 10 seconds in field goal range. That reminds me of... Uh, Andy Reid-esque clock management. That reminds hey. me of the... Uh, well. Hey, <laughs> he's gotten better now. I'm How sorry. about Mizzou's clock? You want to talk about clock management? Mizzou burned two of their timeouts in the first quarter. Yeah, that's not new. He's making Andy Reid look like a genius. Well, well Andy Reid uh, is a genius. When Ohio State burned like two timeouts against like Indiana, it's Ohio State and in Indiana. Like this quarter. is Mizzou against Alabama. You need every. You need to play a perfect game. You know, clock management. Mizzou played far from perfect, and the box score resembled. The box score resembled that. Oh, there's one other thing about about Jonathan, and that's with Jonathan Johnson. Go for it. They should quit throwing him the ball. Bold. 
And it's it's not just because he can't catch it; it's because Drew Locke can't hit him. If you know he couldn't hit him, if Jonathan Johnson was the broadside of a barn, he hit Johnson literally between the numbers on the throw last week that Johnson dropped. Well, and on top of like at Alabama, he dropped uh, he dropped like four passes that were at his yeah, knees. Yeah, Johnson's having a Johnson's struggling this year for uh, Johnson for the dropped, Tigers. Johnson dropped six passes against Alabama, but four of those were like were like waste or below. So I don't blame him completely for that. Jonathan Johnson this year has 22 catches for 249 yards and three touchdowns. So that's compared what? to compared to last year. But how had, many of those came against UT Martin? Come on, or against Wyoming? Four against Fair UT point. Martin, seven against Wyoming. He yeah. did have three, uh, three Half. for forty-nine and a touchdown against Purdue, and four for fifty-one against Georgia. Yeah, but since which then, are it's... which are s- solid wide receiver numbers. Last year he did have forty-one catches for seven hundred twenty-four yards and six touchdowns, which is six more yards per catch. He had a seventy-nine-yard catch last year. It's just this entire offense has regressed. Yep. The only part that seemingly hasn't Derek has been Larry. Dooley. The only part that seemingly hasn't has been Larry Roundtree. Shout out to Larry Roundtree. Can you imagine like how, how big good this it, offense like what, would be if they could get the air raid balanced out? Seriously, man. Yeah, it's like, like it's, it's kind of like fun. because when teams don't have to worry about lock throwing it deep, then was, they <laughs> what? I was about to say it's funny. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I was about to say it was. It's I don't kind listen of funny, to anyone. It's fine. I don't either. Go for it, Chris. I know how to hear. Anyways, the point I was trying to make, it was kind of funny that one of the biggest question marks coming into this season outside of Derek Dooley was Larry Roundtree. And it turns out he's one of the most consistent parts of this Mizzou offense. True <laughs> that. Yeah. Life's funny that way. It, it, it really is. But this is a big game for Mizzou. It allows them to get back on track in a way like the Idaho d- game did last year, except this is a monumentally tougher opponent. And I do think Mizzou should win this game. They should. They beat, should. They, they should, should beat all they group should, of five teams. But will they? That's a fair point. Hmm. It'll be close. It'll be like closer than like. I think it's going to end up kind of like the Middle Tennessee game, except Mizzou actually ends up winning that game. That'd be nice. But it's just going to be like uncomfortably close for like most of the game. Yeah. Definitely. It'll be. It'll be one of those games where it feels like they could blow it at any moment, and then they don't. Yeah. Like I'll a pop- game that stays like ten to fourteen points. I probably get more upset watching them like win like that as opposed to them like I don't know like losing it at the very end. Mizzou is only a six and a half point favorite. I think I feel that's accurate. Look, Memphis is still a really good team, even if they're in the American Athletic Conference. Shout out. That's right. But it's Patriotic Conference. What? Oh. Sorry, what? wrong one. Front of the show, the American Athletic Conference. Do you, Do you know how to properly use that soundbite? Because every week I feel like I yell at you for that. <laughs> every week I'm like that. Like we discussed this, that's our name dropping sound. Friend of the show, same thing as soundbite, right? Or sound, friend of the show, same thing as name. I, drop, I right? name dropped an entire conference. Does that count? They're friend of the show, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> James, you had something to mention about potential friends of the show earlier. Uh, I want you to touch on that. I'm not. I'm not picking up. Uh, about uh, about our intro, our intro song, and what oh. that has to do with your weekend. Yeah, with. Uh, well, you know, you know our our fantastic intro that we have here that uh, that Joe Northern recorded. What? Now that's being, a name drop. An Enoch, an Eon Front of the ago. show. This one. Out, that's actually a name drop. This one. Yes, James. That one. Nick Saban brings the Alabama Crimson Tide onto the field to this. That's pretty nice. So does that make Nick Saban nuts, a friend of the show? From that, I can only conclude that Nick Saban got that idea from listening to this show. From the show, Nick Saban. And that Nick hey, Saban Nick. 
is a friend of the show. He's listening to it right now. And to Nick Saban, I have to say congratulations on another fantastic season for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Roll Tide, pal. And I also probably should have asked for mercy last week or on Saturday when you're obviously listening to this show on Sports Saturday when you're getting ready for Alabama to beat down on Mizzou last week. Or maybe a uh, discount on a Mercedes. You know he owns a Mercedes dealership in Birmingham? What? And uh, and Julio Jones owns a Kia deal- dealership in Birmingham. Interesting. Um, but shout out to cars. I mean, what I, what I, we also should ask for is for uh, is for him to kindly let Jalen Hurts transfer to Mizzou, please. Uh, or uh, or or uh, Clemson's quarterback Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant, yeah. Ooh. I think Kelly Bryant's. He's going visiting Ar- the next couple weeks. I think he's going to Arkansas. <gasps> it's too easy. That'd be such a former. Uh, I think he'll either go to Mizzou or North Carolina. That's what I think. I think Arkansas's, Arkansas's head coach is one of his former offensive coordinators at Clemson. Oh, really? Yes, sir. Chad Morris. Yeah. But, so, Mizzou, but Mizzou's the team that, uh, that like, that like uh, what you want to call it? It's not, not, not claimed him off the waiver wire. They're the one who, who asked for his release from Clemson. Yeah. What? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, Mizzou, Mizzou is the team that contacted Clemson asking him for his release to come to Mizzou. Mizzou wow. does need a quarterback for a year before Connor Bla- uh, Blazelock is like a righty, who's going to be a four-star quarterback that comes in next year. Out of where? Ohio. Hey. Oh, boy. Well, the last quarterback from Ohio, you know how that turned out. It was Matty Mock. Yeah, it was Matty Mock. <laughs> yeah, baby. Friend of the show, Matty Mock. Come on, but, show Matty. But if no matter where Kelly Bryant goes, of course we support his decision no matter what because we're not like those other those other people that – just tear down people for making bad decisions. We embrace bad decisions on the show. This show's That's a bad right. decision. That's right. Society's built on poor decisions. Exactly. We are so- we are living in society. You are only as good as the worst decision you've ever made. That's right. That should be the new intro. <laughs> that should be in our promo. That's right. You You're are only as one. good as the worst decision you <laughs> you make. Make M- it be listening to Salute Sports. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on KCOU 88.1 FM or KCOU.FM. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. James, any last thoughts about your trip to Tuscaloosa before we go to break? It was it, it was unreal, and uh, Missouri's still a Big 12 school. They're not going to compete in the SEC ever. They, Ouch. They, they, they might get lucky it's t- like it's they true, did in 20, 2013 it. or 2014. They might get lucky every once in a while, and I think Mizzou fans should hold on to that and treat that as a national championship. I think that this team, at the very best, is going to be a seven-win team for the rest of their existence in the SEC conference or Southeastern Conference. That doesn't make sense. SECC, but well, on that note, we're going to take another break. Still got a few more words coming up again about Missouri football. We'd like to remind you that KCOU is the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't miss another edition of Mizzou football this weekend as Barry Odom's team hosts the Memphis Tigers. Tiger pregame live presented by El Rancho begins at 2 p.m. And kickoff is at 3 p.m. Central. You can listen on KCOU 88.1 FM, KCOU.FM, the blue box, or the tune-in app. Again, you're listening to Salute Your Sports. We've got Or Not coming up on the other side of this break, folks. Don't go away. We'll be right back. If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, well, I'd buy you a house. I would buy you a house. And if I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, buy you furniture. of exciting new possibilities. 
So I guess this is a story of how it changed our lives. Changed our lives. Change your life. Change the way you do the internet. Go like KCOU on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at KCOU and on Instagram at KCOU881. Stay up to date on the latest online content, events, giveaways, and more. You may be right. I think they're being followed now. Don't look. Just play cool. So what are you waiting for, young keyboard warrior? The wonderful world of KCOU is just one click away. On Saturday, October 20th, Mizzou football returns home for their homecoming game against the Memphis Tigers. Barry Odom's guy looked to get back on track against his former team in one of the biggest games of the year. Tiger pregame live presented by El Rancho begins at 2 p.m. and kickoff is at 3 here on KCMU 88.1 FM, the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Uh, Breaker 1-9, this here's a rubber duck. You got a copy on me, big fan, come on. Uh, yeah, 10-4, Big Ben, for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean, clear to Flagtown. Come on. Yeah, it's a big 10-4 there, Big Ben. Yeah, we definitely got the front door, good buddy. Mercy sakes alive, looks like we got us a convoy. It was a dark of the moon on the 6th of I June. I am so done with you right now, James Stanley. I like how he didn't even know like what kind of intensity to come back to, onto the show with because he was so confused. I, I really was. I wasn't paying attention to what James was playing like during the break. Do you, you think it was a promo? Honestly, at first, yeah. I was, and then I, I heard Chris start laughing, and I'm like, what is this? And I realized that nothing's playing on our DJ Megasig. I'm going to try this again. Welcome back to Salute Your Sports. I am Matthew Terry, James Stanley, Chris Mitchell. I'm sure y'all have been introduced to us at some point during this fine radio and, program. And uh, C.W. McCall. Ah, yes, of course. That's not a name drop. He's a friend of the show. Friend of the show. I'm done. Anyways, it's that time, 440 here on a Wednesday afternoon. You're listening to KCOU. That means it's only time for one thing. Alabama. Not that. It is time for or not, Chris Mitchell is your host for or not this week. So, Mr. Mitchell, take it away. <sighs> okay, what's up, guys? Okay, so everyone knows, like, the month of October is, like, when the stars align, where it's like you got basketball, you got football, well, you got baseball all happening at the same time. It's, it, like an e it's like a sports equinox of sorts. You got hockey, too. All that going on. So, with that in mind, today's or not is about esports teams. Oh, no. Wow. I gotta what? listen I gotta listen names right here and I want you guys to tell me if these are actual esports teams or not. Oh no. <laughs> you guys look very scared right now. Now I know how James feels whenever I do something about wrestling. <laughs> okay. All right. Who won last time? Uh I did. James did. Okay. So I don't think I won, but whatever. <laughs> I it, think you did. Did you really win in the end, really? No, I don't think anyone wins in the end. Okay, so dealer's choice. Would you like to start, or would you I'll, like to I'll, defer? I'll I'll go first. Okay, first name on this list: the Shanghai Sharks. Sure, let's let's go. Yeah. Can I no. guess? Can I guess? I, because I know that they're a uh, they're a Chinese basketball team. That's correct. They're a Chinese basketball. Team. They're uh, who who plays for them now? Jimmy Fredette. That's right. Who? God of BYU. The old BYU. Uh, Player who won like top legend. ten in the NBA draft. 
He was good. He was good in college. Anyway, Norman Jordan, sorry. baby. <laughs> Anyways, there is a esports team in Shanghai, but they're not the Shanghai Sharks. Anyways, up next, number two, Matthew hey, Terry. What's up? Sharks. Team Liquid. Is team, this, team Liquid? Is this an actual esports team or not? No. That is incorrect. They are an actual esports team. Oh. They're one of my favorite esports teams. Oh, well, I, I am wrong. It's fine. wrong. Unbelievably wrong. Okay. Top of the second. Tied at zero. Okay. James Stanley. In other words, no score. No score. Is Cloud9 an esports team? Yes. That is correct. Cloud9 is an esports team. I like that team a lot, too. Matthew Terry. They're my favorite now. What's up? Echo I'm, Fox. I'm, I'm going to get a Cloud9 Echo Fox? Jersey. Is that an esports team? Yes. That is correct. Woo! Okay. Imagine you step for step, man. That's right. One, Tied one. up at one. I need to put down like the score here. Yeah, I probably should. Okay. I'm just gonna put one because you guys both have one. James Stanley. The Codebreakers. Are they an esports team or not? I'm gonna go with no. That's correct. Matthew Terry. <laughs> did you get that? Did you get that from Chris Jericho's finisher? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Navajo right. Codebreakers? No. no. Or that's the Wind Talkers. Never mind. They are a game developer, I believe. Oh, cool. Matthew Terry. Yo. Is Team Solo Mid an esports team? No. Oh. Two one, baby. That's right. Team Solo Mid is an esports team. Up next. I gotta miss this one because I don't want to lead three one. <laughs> <laughs> James Stanley. Counter Logic Gaming. Are they an esports team or not? Uh, I'm gonna go with no. And sorry, pal. They are an esports team. <laughs> I swear. Matthew Terry. Yes. The name of the is Tempo. Are they an esports team? Yes or no? Tempo. Yes. Okay. That is correct. Woo! All right, tied up at two and two. I miss. I missed the golden opportunity to go down three one. Yeah, I, I, I missed that on purpose. <laughs> oh, sure you did, James. Up next, James Stanley. Chris Mitchell. Energy. Are they an esports team? Yeah, they are. That's correct. They are an esports team. Matthew Terry. What's up? Immortals. Are they an esports team or not? No. Even I knew that one. I've seen that somewhere. Just like right. I've seen Energy. I've seen that too. I don't know. That's right. Actually, I'm going to save this for the tiebreaker. What? I, I just got out of another question to go with this. Anyways, up next, James Stanley. The Dallas Fuel. Are they an esports team, yes or no? No. As incorrect, they're an Overwatch team. They play competitive Overwatch. Matthew what, are, what are we at right now? What's the score? Is it 3-2? I got 3, I got three, three two. yeah, so 3-2. Yeah. Uh, yeah, your window is closing, that. Oh, no. Up next, the London Wizards. Are they an esports team? Uh, no. As much as I want them to be, because that's a dope name. Not it up at three. Woo! The actual name is pretty good. Okay. Is that James the name? Stanley. Is the name pretty good? So top of the okay. fifth? Top of the sixth? Top of the sixth. Top of the sixth? Yeah. Yeah. No, top of the seventh. Top, top of seventh. eight of these. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, because we're, we're both 50-50 on these. Okay, ones. James Stanley. VGBC. Are they an esports team? Uh, I'm going to go with yeah. That is correct. VGBC stands for Video Game Boot Camp. Hmm. And they're a Super Smash Brothers affiliate. Matthew Terry. Yo. Panda Global. Are they an esports team or not? No. Mm. Sorry, pal. They are esports team, actually. All right. I think this is for all the marbles. All the marbles? That's right. You better get this right. The New York Excelsior. Are they an esports team or not? Sounds like a newspaper. Oh, oh I work for the New York Excelsior. 
That's only because you say it like that. Oh, I saw it in the, in the Excelsior. Uh, I'm gonna go with no. Wait a minute, are they? I'm trying to figure out this was a fake name I came up with. <laughs> you got it! <laughs> Congratulations! I'm not even mad. <laughs> you, you know the most esports teams, James Stanley. Stop! You win today's you or not title. Expect Please actually stop. Your earnings are a 12-pack of Mountain Dew Gamer Fuel and some nacho <laughs> cheese Doritos. Congratulations, you did it. You wow, wow, really? And the newest Call of Duty. <laughs> and the newest Call of Duty. I don't even have an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. You're getting it anyways. Anyways, that'll do it. James Stanley is the winner today. Sorry, folks. One last thing I have to do next week. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. That, that falls on my plate. Fantastic. That's that's really what the winner of or not gets is to not have to plan it the next <laughs> week and not have to host it. Anyways, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to close things out with our statement of the week. few last things I do want to say before that, however, we got a BNB Bagel Profit Share, if I haven't talked about this earlier, like I already did. Uh, don't miss special opportunities to support a local business and KCOU on Monday, November 12th. BNB Bagel and KCOU will team up to do a profit sharing event. 10% of all sales that day will go towards KCOU, so go enjoy the best breakfast in Columbia and support your favorite radio station in Columbia on Monday, November 12th. You're listening to Salute Your Sports. We're going to wrap things up on the other side of this break. Don't go away, folks. Straight up, give it to us. Ball don't lie, and neither do we. Catch Ball Don't Lie every Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. on KCOU 88.1. With me, Anthony Dean, Derek McKinney, and Connor McKinn. Uh, Wallace picks up two quick tackles. Ball don't, ball don't lie. lie. That ball don't lie. This is your boy Rubik's. I got a message for all y'all out there. You find yourself with nothing to do from noon to two on Monday. Tune into my show, The Lounge at Lunch with Danny Ben. We got the freshest music and the hottest takes only on KCOU 88.1 FM or KCOU.FM. Last time I seen was at the store with a spice eye looking salty. I stepped out with some cold. Back to all the closing moments of Salute Your Sports. I'm Matthew Terry, James Stanley, Chris Mitchell, joining Get you for Chris. the last five minutes of this fine radio program. Have you seen the commercial for this? I'm not. Be We're very Lethal Weapon 3 right now. 
they have. Why can't we? It's, it's, it's be this like friends? it's this like Why Sweden. Can't we mm-hmm. be friends. <laughs> it's like this uh, Swedish potato chip company. Interesting. And they have a they have like a cartoon like Kim Jong Un and Donald Trump like right. sitting down and like singing this song. It's funny. All right. Well, as we always do, we like to close things out here. One of two things. This week we're going with the statements of the week. That's right. We're going to start with Chris Mitchell and wrap around before I close things out for the show. Chris, take it away, good sir. That's right. Like I said earlier, we're at the uh, Sport Equinox, which means we're also at NBA season. NBA's back. I know some people may not be too enthused by, you know, the power struggles, the power vacuums, because, you know, there's only like two good teams. But whatever. As a Knicks fan, good teams do not concern me. I'm only in it for the highlights. So welcome back, NBA. A thousand years basketball. Mine's have to be with the with the Alabama fans because uh, they were complaining about Mizzou being a dirty team on Saturday. How many penalties did they have? Well, I mean, it seems like every time Mizzou got penalized, it was like wiped out with you know like an Alabama penalty. But That's Mizzou's not the one who had Raquan Davis punching somebody on the ground. That was not Mizzou. That is true. But the fact is that they're just mad because they want something to complain about. Because they were held to 39 points, and that those they're the most they were nice to us, but that's just the that's just one of the aspects I don't like about KU fans that they're so spoiled they don't know how good they have it. Be thankful for what you got because you could be a Mizzou fan or a Kansas football fan. And at least they got basketball. I guess we can say that too now. Yeah, true. All right. So for my statement of the week. I, I'm going to speak out. I'm going to contact a, a prominent person, a very influential person in the world of professional football right now, and that is Le'Veon Bell. Because the Steelers' bye week is in progress right now. Reports are that he did not show up like he, norm- like, like he said he would in, uh, during his report. And my message out to him is good for him. Good for you, Le'Veon Bell. Know your worth. Don't play for less than your worth. And know this has nothing to do with the fact that I just traded him away in fantasy football. And I think it'd be funny if I traded nothing for Antonio Brown. (laughs) I am saying good on you, Le'Veon. Stay out for as long as you need to. Stay out for the rest of the season, even if you're not getting paid what you're worth. We all should be getting paid what we're worth. And if you have an opportunity to do that... Then do it and don't take anything less. Good on you, Le'Veon Bell. And again, again, this has nothing at all, I promise, to do with the obvious fact that I traded him away in fantasy, and I think it'd be funny to to basically throw that in one of my friends' face. Of course, that's not the thing on my mind. Of course not. not. But anyways, that's where we're going to leave this show. Make sure you tune in to KCOU Sports Saturday. We will not be on Sports Saturday this week, but we still have a bunch of great programming. For everyone that will tune in, be sure you stay tuned in here on KCOU for The Pulse. We have a brand new sports show going on on KCOU Sports that will premiere in the next five minutes. I'm blanking on the name. I apologize to whoever will be going on KCOU Sports. So question, if you're mark, on, question mark, question mark, Exactly. So if you're on KCOU.fm, switch over to the Brown Box starting at 5 o'clock for a new show. Make sure you tune in this weekend. Mizzou versus Memphis football live here on KCOU. You've been listening to Salute Your Sports. Thank you, James. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for all those who listen in. Stay safe and have a good night, folks.